But go to Judges, and we'll share this real quick, I believe, and then get on. It's been such a good morning already, I don't want to wear you out, but but just to speak in this flow, uh, we've all probably been very familiar with the story of Gideon, right, in Judges chapter 6. But in this line, just real quick, because um, there's some things that Gideon did that many of us probably have done ourselves. Right? So it says in, in Judges 6, and we'll look at verse 11, and it says, Now the angel of the Lord, and again, I taught my kids this, this angel here, if you notice, how many of your Bibles, the angel is capitalized? Y'all see that in your Bible? Mm-hmm. Anytime in the Old Testament, yes. you see in a good translation, it, that angel is capitalized, that's Jesus. It's called, here's your $5 word. You can say you went to church and learned a fancy word. Everybody say the word Christophany. 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 It's not in yours, Kevin? No. So some of it, but Christophany, that just means a pre-Bethlehem appearance of Jesus. That's all that means, mm-hmm. right? And throughout the Old Testament, the one we know now as Jesus appeared numerous times. And here is one of those times. And this is now, again, for, for time's sake and just to teach you, you'll, you'll know later, because Kevin said his Bible is not uh, capitalized, which sometimes but later in the story, you'll see that this angel of the Lord received worship from Gideon at the end of the story. We won't get there in what we're going to share today, but whenever the angel of the Lord receives worship in the Old Testament, you know it's Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Other angels who show up and people try to worship them, other true angels always deny worship, mm-hmm. right? They always, they, they'll, they'll say like it, it happened um, all over. They say, no, 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 we're, we're a servant like you are. Mm-hmm. So don't worship us. We're not here to be, we're just messengers. We're not here to be worshiped, right? But here, the, this angel of the Lord at the end of the story receives Gideon's offering. He receives his worship. So that's how we also know if it's not capitalized. That's how we know it's Jesus. So anyway, so it says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abazarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Now, again, y'all know, again, Israel had fallen prey to their thing. They had gone back into idol worship, right? And God handed them over to the Midianites, and they had been oppressed for six or seven years, it says. And they would come and wipe out everything at harvest time. So here, Gideon is hiding, right? And he's uh, trying to do some covert uh, grain making, right? He's trying to make some covert flour. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you can say that about yourself today. Mm. Did you know God is with you? Yes. Hallelujah. How many of you know God's with you? Yes. Yes. About six of you. That's wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> Let's try this one more. How many of you know God is with you? Yes. Amen. How many know he'll never leave you? He'll never forsake you. Amen. He's your forever tag team wrestling partner. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. He's with you. So therefore, you too are a mighty man, a mighty woman of valor Mm -hmm. because he is with you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So again, I'm going to speak to this. We've said this. Everybody that calls our church here home, you understand and know that God has a plan, a purpose, a call, and a ministry on your life, right? Amen. I know some of you here, you know what that is. You've just been a little bit gun-shy to get going. Come on. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on that one, right? 
But come on, are you with me? And I know that, and, and I'm now speaking, if you don't know, I'm speaking by the Spirit of the Lord right now for you. Some of you here, you know exactly what God is asking. You know exactly what He has put in front of you. Your imagination runs in the nighttime hours, and you see yourself in so many different ways, right? And I'm going to help you this morning. Don't fall prey to Gideon's questions. Okay, don't fall prey to what we're about to read. Don't fall prey to Gideon's questions because your story has begun just like Gideon's story has begun. The Lord is with you. Mm-hmm. You are a person of great courage. Yes. You are a person of valor. And valor is interesting. Valor isn't just the presence of courage. Valor is both the presence of courage and the tenacity of will to accomplish courage. See, valor is different than just courage. Mm -hmm. Many people have courage, but they have not valor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we call, like in our military, we have medals of honor. They're medals of valor. Why? The person not only had courage, but that courage brought action. Yes. And they acted upon their courage, right? And y'all have heard one of Selena's favorite quotes is what? They remember that courage isn't the absence. The absence of fear, but yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. Well, it's, it's doing the thing afraid. Yes. yes. Yeah, you just do it afraid. So remember, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's doing the thing afraid. That's valor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That phrase there could be defined as valor. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's doing the thing you're afraid of anyway. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you cross over from courage to valor. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Amen. So God is with you. Oh, man. Okay. Um, It's it's having the courage. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. It's right. It's the tenacity of will to act. Now, guys, listen. Y'all, y'all pay attention now because I ain't never said none of this ever before. So I'm just teaching you what the spirit. Y'all feel there's a presence in this room. Do you feel? I need you just as your pastor. Do you feel there's a, there's a weight in the room right now? Yes. Amen. It's present. If you don't feel it, it's here. It's okay. Yeah. Amen. It's still here. So you. Amen. But so listen to me now. Pay attention because this is not Brad. Okay. This is God talking to you. Amen. So it says in verse 13, so Gideon said to him, said to the Lord, oh, my Lord. (laughs) Now notice, if you are the Lord and you're with me, Mm -hmm. right, then what's the next word? Why? Why? The first thing that many people happen is the whys start to come. Well, Lord, if you're with us, why? Mm. Why has this happened the way it's happened? Why have things turned out the way? Why did this? Why did that? And that's what he says. Why? Why is it that if you're the Lord and you're with us, why has all of this happened to us? And where are all of your miracles? Where are all the signs and the wonders which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now, Lord, you have forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Listen to me. The first thing we have to overcome 
is the desire to ask why. The true test of faith is to overcome why. The test of faith isn't when the sickness comes. The test of faith isn't when the financial challenge comes. The test of faith isn't when you preferably are at the bottom of the barrel. The test of faith is to not ask why. Now, God's not afraid of our why. He wasn't afraid of Gideon's why. So our why never affects God one nothing. Right. But it sure does cripple us. I've seen more people derailed in their walk with God because they're hyper-focused on why. Does that make sense? I mean, again, I'm so grateful everybody's here this morning. It is so nice to see everybody's face. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be real real with you, right? You know, sometimes, you know, I come if there's not a lot of us here. I'm like, well, God, am I doing the right thing? And I have to battle in myself to say, why? Mm-hmm. But I've learned, I, I stop it. When it comes up, I go, I will not entertain my whys. Yeah, mom. Yeah. I refuse to entertain my whys. Mm-hmm. Because I will get trapped within myself uh-huh. if I entertain my whys. Well, why am I not healed yet? I mean, well, why, is it, why are we still broke? Why are we still struggling? Yeah. Does that make sense? Come on. Yes. Why? If, if, if I entertain my whys, I get trapped in me. Come on. And there is no help in me. That's right. I'm preaching better than y'all amen. Yes. Come on. Does that make sense? Yes. And that's the true definition of pride is when we get stuck in ourselves. Because the Very Lord good. has already said... Get your eyes off of yourself and put them on me. And so when we keep going, but why, Lord? Why, God? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Then it's just this, this, okay, you've got your eyes on you again. It's all about you and how you feel and how you're processing things and how you're wrestling with things. Rather than what I've already said, what I've already provided, what I've already done, and what I've already said about who you are and about this situation. That's right. Are you all with me this morning? So if you, so if you, that's the connection, right? It, so if, if there's pride, you're going to feel resisted. If there's humility, you're going to have grace constantly Amen. Very good. to walk those things out. So if you've constantly felt like you're hitting a wall and okay, why am Very I hitting good. this wall? Why do I feel this constant resistance? You might want to see if you're focused on self. You might want to see if you're focused on why God, why? Right? 16 years. 16. We're quoting a funny movie, but there's, there's, you know, there's this, this gal that was a servant in a big, rich mansion, and she's Latina, which is why I can quote this, okay? So she, you know, she's like, I cried. Why, God? Why? For 16 years I cried, and no answer, so I quit. <laughs> right? Because he, yeah, he just, just stop. Now, now, guys, here, I understand. I don't that this might be, again, I understand the boldness of what we just said. Mm-hmm. So, when. Resistance. Right. Humility is. 
grace. Grace, because grace. you know, like, he resists the proud, mm-hmm. but gives grace to the humble. So if you're constantly running into a wall feeling the resistance, okay, why can't I move past this point? Mm-hmm. What is wrong? I'm not feeling a grace, if you will, to just smoothly walk through that door, smoothly overcome this whatever it is. Why do I keep hitting this, this wall all the time, this resistance? You, you might need to track that down. Resistance means there's a self-centeredness there. there. My eyes are on me and all about me and how I feel and how I, whatever, mm-hmm. rather than him. Well, and again, so in our story, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So how did the story begin? Well, he was hiding. That's how it began, but in conversation. Who started the conversation? The angel of the Lord. Listen to me. Who started the conversation? The angel of the Lord. God. Who started the conversation? God. I'm going to say, who started the conversation? Who, who's, who, you play my game or I'm going to mess with you. Who started the conversation? Who started the conversation? Who started your conversation? See, God always starts the conversation. With a declaration of With a declaration of himself and who he is and who you are. Because see, look at the day. God said, the Lord. So who, who was talking? The Lord. So, so he basically said, I am with you. <coughs> Guys, we're going to yes. start. Y'all, yes. y'all better start getting excited. Yes. Uh, yes. Does that mean, come on. That's how God started your conversation. Hey, hey, I am with you. Because that's the answer to all of your questions. Yes. I am with you. Hallelujah. I am with you. I am with you. Hallelujah. Y'all gonna make me all go kind of deep south Alabama. You remember I said God is your permanent tag team wrestling partner. Yes. Now I grew up in the South like all you know. She doesn't understand wrestling. She ain't from here. Right? But we know and y'all know us, right? We don't call it wrestling. That's what they call it. What do we call it? It's wrestling. And if y'all are like me, I like watching wrestling like everybody else did. And I love the tag team. So if y'all remember anybody else tag teamers like me, amen. And I love watching the tag team guys. And the one dude's in there and he's just getting all whooped up on. And he drags himself up there and he vibrates his hand like a Pentecostal lady on a Sunday morning. <laughs> right? And his partner smacks him and in jumps the super duper. Yes. Right? And whoops up on everybody. Hey, listen to me. God is with you. Yes. Tap out and keep him in, in. the ring. Yeah. Amen. Let him handle all the, that heavy lifting. What would you do if you genuinely, fully, and totally believed God was with you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Most of us, I would say, I would do a lot more. Yes. Amen. I'm with you on that, Miss Teresa. Yes. Hallelujah. I would dare more. I would dream more. I would do more. I would accomplish more. I would worry less. Mm-hmm. God is with you. Amen. I know. I'm talking to me too. Amen. I'm with you. Hey guys, listen. I'm. I, this is my. Med- I'm trying to listen on the inside as much as for Brad. Mm-hmm. I mean, have I just again? I'll, I'll, I've always been. 
I don't always share everything about us because uh, I don't know how. Come on. Right? We weren't trained to do that. But it's been tough in our house. Yeah. Last few months have been real. We've been married 25 years. It's been tough. There's been times that she doesn't know. There's been times I've not slept much. Because I get up. And I worry. And I look at myself and I go, man, I'm just, I'm not man enough, good enough. All kinds of stuff. Because I'm, I'm with you. And I have to stop myself in those night times. And I have to say, I will not... I will. Did you see what I put? I loved all this fun. You just follow on Facebook. I try to be as transparent as I know how. My cover thing, that wasn't for y'all. That was for me. Because giving up is canceled. Are you with me? So please understand, right? We have to stop and go, I will not entertain my whys. That's right. They're dangerous. Yes, they are. Not because God can't handle them. Right. They're dangerous to me. Gets our head in the wrong place. It gets my head in the wrong spot. Yeah. Because it gets me off of who began the conversation. That's right. It gets me off of the Lord is with me. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. And if he is for me, what did Paul say? Who can be against me? That's right. Amen. Does that make sense? Who can be against me? If God is for me, who can be against me? And the answer is nobody. Nobody. Go back. We won't get there today, but you can read the end of chapter chapter 8 in Romans. Where he says that. Does that make sense? Yes. So guys, please know we all walk in this stuff together. Amen? Yes. Absolutely. Amen. But what Selena was saying is, is back to this thing, the, the Lord is with you. And then what's the next phrase? You mighty man of valor. So God, see, God always begins the conversation of this is who I am. This is where I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his where is always with you. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and starts talking to you about who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing about whys. Where, when Gideon pipes up and starts, I call it, and Gideon starts whining in the wine press. You ever mean? <laughs> it was the wine press. Can we say that? Oh, as well? Yes, the wine press. He was in the wine press. And so Gideon starts in the wine press. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Were any of Gideon's whys unfounded? No. No. They're quite logical. His, his whines, Gideon's whys were logical. Mm-hmm. Anybody else would have looked out from the outside and go, yeah. Does I mean, so, you know, sometimes as pastors, again, I'm trying to be transparent so you can see that it's real. But I mean, sometimes, you know, when you're counseling people, we've counseled people for 25 years. You know, and you're sitting across the desk and that hanky box is right there and they're just, you know, and they're, they're coming and slinging snot all over your office and all this kind of stuff. And you want to reach over and grab a hanky and go, I don't know what you're going to do either. You know, I mean, 
That's terrible. I mean, that's horrible. That's just bad. I'd give up too. Right? I mean... And you can't, on one side, you can't do that. If you, if you minister, you can't do that, right? Because they're coming, they're coming for strength, right? So sometimes we don't do real well. Does that make sense? But hey, sometimes, you know, people, you're going to look and people would get there with you and go, yeah, Brad, I get it. You're right. Uh-huh. You have a good, solid foundation. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you, there, there's foundation to your why. Yeah. That's the most dangerous why there is. Come on, the ones that make sense. The one, the whys that make sense. Yeah. The whys that would get you all kinds of likes and thumbs up on Facebook. Come on. <laughs> I see a bunch of eye rolls. That that's what makes sense. Yes. Those are the why, That's what Gideon was doing. But listen, they'll derail us. Yeah, that's right. The whys do. I don't know. Again, they do not. Matter. That's right. Amen. So y'all look at me real strange. The whys do not matter. I want y'all to say that. Say my why. My why. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. How many of y'all? I'm gonna be honest. That was a little bit vinegary coming up. Is that, thank you, yeah, Carol. I, I mean, hey, I, I get it, man. I get it. I'm with you, dude. Mm-hmm. You say that you don't, it doesn't matter, then you're saying what your thoughts are don't matter. So, yeah, it kind of rubs you. Yeah, it does. I'm sorry. I'm not meaning to. I promise. <laughs> Let's turn that cat around a little bit. I'm, I'm working there, okay? But, but here's why I say that, Kurt, and I hear you. And, and I'm not saying we don't seek wisdom, right? Wisdom best starts with the word what more than why. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I can figure it out. Because <laughs> I don't understand, you know, new things. And it's, all, it's very confusing. Understood. Yeah. Good. So when I'm asking why a lot of times, yeah, sometimes it's just because I want to be against what he's saying. Yeah. Because I have too much pride in myself. To humble myself. Other times it's because I want to figure out what's going on. Good. So, well, and that's good. Hey, and that's good discernment. Again, and that's good discernment. I, I liked what you said, and thank you for your own honesty, because that's what Gideon was doing. So, so Gideon, the, the pride part is where Gideon started, because basically, again, so God shows up, God makes a declaration. And Gideon's why automatically goes, yeah, not, not really. Because if you... Right. Mm-hmm. If that's true, Lord... That's how we know we've crossed over into the wrong why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's willful unbelief. Because it's, it's again, and that's, it, it, it's willful unbelief of what I've just clearly heard mm-hmm. that God has said. Yes. Remember, and I know we're still somewhat in the balance of grace and faith, right? Remember in our little lesson, just to kind of do a review, grace is what, everybody? Grace is? Everything God did for us because he wanted to. That's grace. And what's faith? Our positive response to what God did. 
right? And what's doubt? Our negative response to what God did. Mm -hmm. Here, Gideon is entering into a negative response. Mm -hmm. Do y'all see that? Mm -hmm. Because God has said, this is who I am and this is who you are. And Gideon said, yeah, but... A good, a good analogy of what you were saying, Kurt, to maybe help is the story of Mary, Jesus's mother. Because Mary had an appropriate why. Right? So y'all remember the story? Mary's a young girl. The angel Gabriel shows up and says, blessed are you among women. This is what's going to happen to you. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. You're going to give birth to a boy. You'll call his name Jesus. And she goes, uh... Now, how's that supposed to happen? Seeing as I ain't never been with nobody, you're kind of frying my fritter, Gabriel. You know what I mean? You're kind of... So sometimes we might have a... Like a Gideon could have been appropriate to say, I don't see how that's going to work. I don't connect the dots to what I just heard and where I'm living today. And that's okay to sit there and say, Lord, you have said this about me and my situation. But today, again, Lord, you have said I am blessed. And today I got $20. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a gap here that I don't get. But you said. But you said. But, but you said, so, so today you said I was healed and I feel like terrible. But, but Lord, you said, do y'all see? It's okay to sit there and say, I, I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And wisdom can be, what is my next step, Lord, do I need to do to close the gap? But what Gideon did was, is why, God, why? If that's true, and that's how he actually says, right? Verse 13, Lord, if, Mm -hmm. if what you said is true, if, then why? And that's when he crossed over into pride, as Selena was saying. Mm -hmm. Does does that help? Amen. Amen. Let's keep going, because there's there's more in here. Poor Gideon, right? (laughs) Verse 14, poor Gideon, right? (laughs) Hey, listen, everybody say this out loud. I am, I am smarter than Gideon. <laughs> Amen. Because Gideon didn't have his own story to refer back to, right? So, so we're not overly picking on Gideon because Gideon didn't have Judges chapter 6. He could go read about himself and go, oh, yeah, I was, I was kind of dumb right there. But, everybody, <laughs> but we can all say now, thank you, Jesus. I'm smarter than Gideon. Yes, amen. Amen. So it goes on, it says, Verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, now what did he say? Did he give any form of agreement to what Gideon just said? He didn't even talk about it. Listen to me. You're going to find this out about your heavenly father. You're going to come and you're going to bring your stuff. And if it's not important, he ain't even going to talk about it. You, 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 I know, I do that to you all the time. 
You know, listen to me. Every good parent does. You look and go, that's just, we didn't even go in there. Just go do what I said. Go what I said. <laughs> hey, now, you see no pattern here? Yeah. yeah. L- listen to me. It's important, guys. Listen. God never, sometimes people, because what people say, Lord, why are you so quiet? He goes, I'm waiting for a better question. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I don't know why you're so quiet because I'm not going to talk about that. Come on. Yes, so good. That's so good. You brought me your whiny why, and I don't do whiny whys. I wonder if I've been hearing an answer in that area. <laughs> now, you want to come back up. Now, remember who started the conversation? He did. He did. Yes. Right? Now, come on. We've all done this in the natural, right? Have you ever been a part of a conversation? And I'm just going to put all of us in the, and, and, and you're the one started it, right? Uh-huh. Now, we've all been on both sides of this, and I know that, but you're, we're just going to say we're the, we're the guy that started. And you started a conversation for somebody, and they went, and they just hijacked the conversation, snatched the wheel, and you're about seven, you're about seven lanes way over here, and you're like going, how did we get over there when we were talking about this? You ever been there? Yes. And if you're a good conversationalist, you'll go, uh-huh. And you'll just be real quiet. And, and, a, and a good listener will realize, if this was you, if you realize, because that's been me before, I'll just pick on me. And I realize, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I, I did a terrorist movement. I hijacked this. And uh, I took this way over here in the weeds. What were we talking about? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Yes, that is a good question. Right? So if you ever find yourself going, Bleh! to God and God is just real super quiet it could be you hijacked the conversation come on it it could be you hijacked the conversation and God's just being quiet waiting for you to go "Um, so Lord what were we talking about Right, because here it goes on in verse 14. So the Lord turned and said back to him, now back to what I first started to say, go in this might of yours. <laughs> Do y'all see this? So God hijacks his own conversation back because God started the conversation with, I am with you and you're a mighty man of valor. Gideon hijacks it. God takes the conversation back. Now, I need you to go. And this might of yours. <laughs> now listen to me. We're talking to you. Yes. You realize you've got might. Yes. Yes. You have God-given might mm-hmm. to do what He has put in your life and your heart to do. Amen. We over spiritualize this, mm-hmm. and we say, "Well, I'll go in your might." Mm-mm. And that's not what He said. That's not what He said. He said, go in this might of yours. In other words, you have to own it. You have to embrace it. You have to get in step with this mindset. You have to actually walk in step with him about this before you can ever. You actually have to see yourself this way. You have to see yourself. And probably that will be at the end is yeah, the activation. I, I love that because he, he didn't say, so go in this might of mine. Yeah. He said, go in this might of yours because I gave it to you. I said, you're mighty. Yeah. Right. And then he tells him what he's going to do. And you're going to save an entire nation from the hand of their enemies. 
Come on, are you, do y'all see this pattern? Yes. Do you see both sides of the pattern? Amen. God starts the conversation. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is who you are. First thing you're going to have to overcome is your whys. So just don't entertain your whys. Amen. If you happen to go that way, and I have, and we all have, don't worry. God will hijack the conversation back. Now, also be prepared, as we said, he ain't going to entertain your whys. He's not going to answer them. He ain't going to talk about them. He ain't going to acknowledge because from the heavenly thing, your why is irrelevant. doesn't matter. That's why, again, I was saying that's why our whys, we have the confidence our whys don't matter. Because if I can say I have clearly heard the voice of the Lord, whether from the scripture are from his spirit. Again, because how clear was God with Gideon? Very. Very clear. So when I can stand back and say, I've heard and I know, then, then the whys that might come out of that do not matter. Completely irrelevant. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. y'all know how the story goes, right? I mean, and just to drive home the point, right? And I'm going to advance. Y'all remember the Gideon story? We're going to get through his first little opening here in just a second. We won't leave Gideon hanging today. But remember, so Gideon finally yields down the road here, whoops up the war cry, gets like 36,000 man army. And God then, and be God going to mess with you. He's going to mess with me too. So he's going to mess with us. God just going to mess with us. So God sits back and goes, yeah, it's just too many people. Send them <laughs> and now God, he's like, but God, I did a good recruiting program here. I got, we got 36,000. He's not still too many people. He says, nah, it's going to look too much like y'all did it and that I wasn't involved in it. So... Let's whittle that down. And he gives him this little thing. And, that, and I love it. He actually goes, his first thing, y'all remember God's his first, tell all of them that are scared and afraid, just go ahead and pack up and go home. So Gideon stands up and goes, all right, if you're here and you're just afraid, you can go home. And it says all but like 3,000 and something left. So like 90% of his army was useless anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they were all afraid. So now Gideon's going, okay, God, there they are. God goes, yeah, still too many. What? And whittles him down to the first and famous three. Well, actually, it's the second. The first 300 Abraham had. Yes. The second 300 Gideon had. Yes. Right? Y'all see? So again, what was God doing? He was, he was showing Gideon in Israel the beginning of the conversation. What's the most important part of your conversation? God is with me. So say that out loud. Say, God is with me. God is with me. And I love this. And this will mess up, this will mess up your church growth thing, right? <laughs> right? Because apparently numbers don't really matter too much to God. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, some of y'all needed to hear that because some of y'all are waiting for numbers to be right on multiple levels before you get started. Come on. 
You're waiting for the money numbers to be right. You're waiting for the Facebook follower numbers to be right. You're waiting. Stepping on my toes. I don't mean to. (laughs) Does that make sense? So we're waiting on this, this and that, these numbers to be right. And God is whittling Gideon down on purpose to say, it all comes back to how we started this conversation. I am with you. I am with you. Yes. Does that make sense? Anyway. Hallelujah. And it says, he goes, go in this might of you. You're going to save the nation from their enemies. And then he asks a question. Have I not sent you? (laughs) Wait a minute. Didn't I call you? Hey, aren't you supposed to go do this? So then Gideon, verse 15. So he says to the Lord, oh, my Lord. I want you to to hear the whininess that's in Gideon still. Oh, my Lord. How, how can I save Israel? Indeed, and he goes, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the weakest in my whole father's house. Now see, if we can ever overcome our whys, mm-hmm. you next got to overcome your true shortcomings. Because, again, was it true? Yeah. What Was Gideon's clan the weakest, smallest, that was all factual. wimpiest clan? Yeah. And was he like the dweet? I mean, so you got to think. Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> so Gideon is Steve Urkel. That's where we're just borrowing that right there. It came out of the crowd. So Gideon is, did I do that? I mean, you know, and so that may be out of somebody's lines. Everybody, but does that make sense? So, so was it true? Mm, yeah. Listen to me. You're going to find throughout the people we read about in the Bible, their complaints about themselves typically were not false. Right. That's right. Moses really did stutter. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. David really was an adulterer. Yes. Right. The, the things that were the, the shortcomings were true. But listen to me, I want you to say this. Say, my shortcomings, my shortcomings don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> I am po- so, so my whys don't matter. My shortcomings don't matter. Praise God. Again, some of y'all are going to get excited Hallelujah. later. We'll get your cat turned back around, as Kurt said, and get all its hair laying down the right way. You're going to get real happy. Hey, Amen. Come on. Uh huh. Just to confirm what you said just a minute ago about waiting on having the right amount of fun mm-hmm. or having the most likes or whatever mm-hmm. to do what you're going to do. In my King, this version here, it says that verse 15, uh, it actually says, uh, Gideon says, Behold, my family is poor. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't have enough money. No. He says, mm. I am the least in my family. I'm not the most popular. That's right. Mm. Absolutely. That's exactly right. That's exactly, what you just said. That's exactly right. Do y'all see? But how many of you have been there with Gideon, too? Yes. yes. Yeah. You start talking oh. to God about yourself. Oh, yeah. Nothing you under the sun. Wow. Right. I can't do that. When you do I'm, God, nobody's going to listen to you. Yeah. Hey, man, I've been there, sister. We, we've had to battle that demon. Who would listen to us? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Come on. Mm-hmm. You've been there, haven't you? You're still, you're, that's, come on, are you with me? Come on. But listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's 
irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Hallelujah. Thank hey, come on. This is for somebody. This is for me anyway. So y'all glad to hear me preach to me? I don't know if y'all have ever been so happy to see a preacher preach to himself. Amen. This is verse 16. And so the Lord says to him, what does he say? Surely. Now remember, surely. Now that's like, surely is more like this. It's when your mama went upside the back of your head. Right? I mean, do you ever have a mama or only my mama? Right, there was like that. You weren't really believing her, and mama just reached up behind you, and I'm not going to hit you wrong, but mama reached up behind you and just kind of, just, and my mama would, she reached up, she'd go, shut up, boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and she'd just pop me on the back of the head and go, shut up. We don't talk like that. That's, 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 that's the word surely. <laughs> so God's going, surely, <laughs> I will be with you. Now, didn't, doesn't that sound like the first part of the conversation? Yes. You know, I think God, if he was aggravated, must be aggravated at the fact that he never gets to move much past the first part of his conversations. <laughs> he'd, he'd love to go deeper with us. He'd love to say more to us. But we don't believe the first things he says. We don't trust. We, I'm with you. Hey, I'm with you. Hey, I'm with I said, I'm with you. And, I'm just love cutting God ands. And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Now, what he's saying is, is listen, boy, if I only got you to work with, you are enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey, listen. He's saying, listen, I am with you. And if you're the only sucker that shows up <laughs> at that battle, it's enough. Listen, please believe that you and your father are a majority. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you and your father yes. are a majority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I said, some of y'all are gonna believe this about yes. halfway home. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Yes. Amen. Amen. You'll defeat them as one man. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. And normally, right? Now remember say, I'm smarter. I'm smarter. Than Gideon. Than Gideon. Yeah. Normally, all of us, we got to this part. We got to, to verse 16 and it said, we just said, yes, Lord. Amen. Okay, God. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I'm here. What, what else? I'm, yes. Poor Gideon. <laughs> Gideon goes, well, then Gideon said, <laughs> right? Well, if now I have found favor in your sight. And as, as our mentor, Brother Andrew Womack says, how can you be so stupid and still breathe? <laughs> right? If he showed up to even talk to you, obviously you, you have, have favor. favor. <laughs> Amen. So now, do you see that? Yeah. Do you see this pro Do you see this step? Yes. Oh, man. Gideon started with this whiny wise. When that didn't do anything for him and God never changed the conversation, he moved to his true weaknesses. And when that didn't do anything for him, he goes, well, I guess, you know, 
If you'll just bless me, Lord. <laughs> Come on now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real close to a sacred cow. Uh-oh. It is time that we stop asking God to bless us. Yes. Because the very prayer shows a doubt that we believe he already has. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just so it'd be like this. It'd be like, again, if I could pick something, if I could pick something in this natural, let's, whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Josh today because it's just his turn, right? And so if Josh, right, I say, hey, Josh, I'm going to give you X, Y, or Z, whatever that is. What can I give you, Josh? What would you want? Big, think big, shock me. Come on, your, your wildest dream. What is that? <laughs> House paid off. Is that, is that what you want? One thing. All right, well, we'll pick on that just for time. Sake, right? So, Josh, can, so if I go and I pay off Josh's house, which I'd love to be able to do that one day. Yeah. We ain't there yet, but one day I'm going to get there. Right? Pay off Josh's house. And go, Josh, man, paid off your house, buddy. Just wanted to do that for you. Mm-hmm. A, Josh's first response should be, Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Gratitude. Right? Victory. It should Woo-hoo. be a shot. I, I would think there'd be a little Woo-hoo. bit of woohoo. I think there would be some praise going on. But what if he came up to me? What if he came up? Why did I do it? I wanted to. Why? Well, why'd I do that? Hey, hey listen, now let, let's come on. And that's why we said, what is grace? Everything God has done for us because he wanted to. He wanted to. Everything that Jesus did for us because he wanted to. Yes. And that always answers that why. Because I wanted to. Because I wanted to. I, I could. Mm-hmm. Heard, I heard you needed it. Heard you wanted it. So I just did it. Because I, I want to. But listen to me. But if he comes the next day. And says, well, Brad, I just, I just wish you would bless me. Yeah. Now, I know I'm getting real close, but we do that all the time. Yeah. What more can he give us? Let's go through a list. So God gave us himself in the person of Jesus. Gave us his spirit to be with us always and empower us. Gave us his word so we would clearly know and understand what he thinks and who he is. Does that make sense? What else? Gave us his name so we could execute authority in the earth. What else did he give us? Anybody else want to? Huh? He gave us the kingdom. Literally deposited heaven itself within our heart. Gave us his power in the person of the spirit. What else? Gave us his authority. What else? Gave us his victory. What else? We have literally divine angelic help at, at our command. We can proverbially ring a bell. And there's angels present. What, what else has he given us? Healing. Healing. 
prosperity, joy, peace. Hey guys, listen. Now, what else can we be asking for? Like he ain't done it. Now again, if we were just talking about with each other in the natural, and, and I did even something close to like that for you, or let's flip the script. I'm going to pick on Brad now. Right? So Kurt's done all this amazing stuff like that for me. Right? And Kurt's just, man, Brad, I just want you to know how much I love you, how much I want to be your friend, how much I think about you, how much I'm just wanting to see you succeed. And Kurt just keeps pouring out of Kurt. And Kurt, mm, Paul said it like, and Kurt empties himself of himself for my benefit. And then I would come around and believe and act like, well, you haven't done nothing for me yet. Yeah. Horrible, Horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you can change it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, it's going back to what you said the other week about what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about God determines our faith response. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 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 So here, but let's, does this make sense? Mm-hmm. But this is what Giddy was saying. So if, Lord, if, if, if I have found favor with you, then show me a sign. <laughs> Come on, I'm, y'all should be chuckling with me. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're talking to an angel. And you need a sign. That's just, that's just, I am smarter than Gideon. <laughs> But listen to me, don't get sucked into this repeated desire to see one more confirmation. That is one of the traps still of the church age. Well, Lord, I'll I'll do that. And we do like Gideon. Well, Lord, if, if if you want me to do that, then I need you to just confirm that. You don't need it confirmed. That's right. Uh, come on. That's right. Fleeces make great jackets, but they're bad things to follow. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Come on now. And I know again, so we, we all, I mean, I have, we can all fall prey to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can all fall prey Hallelujah. into these things that Gideon did. We can bring our whys. We can bring our shortcomings. And then if we can finally somewhat get convinced, we say, okay, Lord, now one more again. Yeah. One more again. Yeah. Now, praise God. Now, and, and not to end on that, because we'll close here for that. <laughs> but listen to God will, God will meet you. Yes. Where you're at. The only thing he halfway responded to was Gideon's half-hearted yes. Because that's what this last little bit was here, right? This last little bit was, okay, God, I'm, 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 I'm kind of saying yes. I'm kind of, okay, I'm kind of. Notice God didn't address his whys. God didn't address his insufficiencies. But the moment Gideon halfway began to respond positively mm-hmm. and began to say, okay, God, I'm, I'm starting to get willing. 
God says, okay, I'll begin to meet you. I'll begin to meet you. Now, remember, be smarter than Gideon. Don't go asking for fleeces. And again, now the Holy Spirit, and I just say this as, again as a pastoring, asking for, lease, for fleeces now is very dangerous in yes. the New Testament. Yes. And the reason why is, like we said, Gideon didn't have a Bible. And Gideon didn't have the presence of the Holy Spirit in his heart. Right. You have a Bible. Yes. And you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You have no more need of fleeces. Right. You, exactly. you don't have to put any... Does that make... I, I wish I could play it if we'd been more prepared. You might see the, the new Ferdinand movie. You got kids. You might seen the new Ferdinand. Okay, you got to go watch the Ferdinand movie. And if you want to have a lot of fun, you got to invite Selena over when you watch it. Because I love watching her watch that movie. It's hilarious. She laughs a lot. But then there's this scene in this Ferdinand movie. Remember Ferdinand the Bull, the little book when we were kids? And so there's this scene. Spoiler alert. Here's a little bit. So there's this scene in the movie where Ferdinand really, really, really wants to go do something that he's not supposed to do. It's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a really, really, he's really, really, really wants to do something. So he says, okay, I'm not going to go if this egg hatches right now. And the moment he looks at it, poof, this chick pops out. And then our, okay, I'm not going to do it. If this rock is not here, and next thing you know, an eagle swoops down and grabs the rock. I mean, so, <laughs> what do you need that rock for? I mean, there's all. <laughs> but listen, unfortunately, so many believers are like Ferdinand. But what that does is it's the devil's treadmill. Yeah. One more sign. Yes. One more sign. The reason we're cautious, the Pharisees had that treadmill. Will you give us a sign now that you're actually who you said you would be? And he says, you don't need a sign. Mm -hmm. You have Moses and the prophets. Right. You have the word of God. No. Does that make sense? So listen to me. You don't need the sign. Mm -hmm. Amen. But God is eager in all this today and this morning... Is, and he's been on this as a church family, if you remember, uh, and say, just get ready to, to lead us in, in some of this here. But, um, and Katie, if you want to get ready to come play, if you do that too, and we're going to land the plane here this morning. I hope this was of benefit to, to y'all this morning. Hey, but listen, but this just came back around in just the Holy Spirit talking to me. He's... Uh, hmm, trying to think about how to say what I'm, I'm seeing. So I'll say it the best way I know how to, how to see it. God is always in endeavoring to cultivate your yes. yes. And, and what I mean by that, it's not manipulation. But God is constantly coming around in your life and mine. And he's just constantly saying, will you say yes yet? Will you say yes yet? Okay, you've, you've taken a little bit of step. You've, okay, good, all right, like Gideon. Okay, you've, you've inclined yourself some better than maybe last year or better than the last time. But, and he's just coming. Will you say yes? I'm ready for you to say yes. I'm, I'm just ready for you. Why? Because what moves God is your positive response. 
Amen. I know we got children in here. I'll try to keep this as G as I know how. But in, in marriage, right, what, what moves the intimacy in a marriage is when there's positive response. Right? If, if one of the spouses comes and, and shows affection or shows kindness or shows love and there's a positive response, it goes deeper, right? So, so he's cultivating in us and has been as a church family. He's cultivating in us this, this next level of yes. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. It's like the next stage. And it's not that the previous yeses were not genuine or not sincere. Right? But he's always... Well, Paul said it like this. He says it's the, up, it's the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's, a, hmm, there's an upward yes. Yes. Let me say... Let me, does that... Yeah, thank you all for patience as I look... There's an upward yes. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. So just this morning, just if you want to bow your heads and turn the space where you're seated into your own little, if you will, consecrated space. Hmm. What's the next level yes for you? What's the next level? Yes, you've, you've done good. And I want you to hear that. This is not at all in any way that the father or even us or as a church that there's any displeasure at all. There is none. Just like I don't think there was displeasure in God when he was talking to Gideon that day. He was just cultivating Gideon's yes. He was getting Gideon to consistently say yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Next step, yes. Next step, yes. Next step, yes. So what's your, what's your next yes? Hmm. So I want you to hold that next yes in your mind. And right where you sit, you have <clears throat> all these uh, Velcroed signs on yourself. Okay, there's a bunch of question marks, which represents all of the whys. And then there's a bunch of labels, which are our own shortcomings. Not blank enough, whatever that is to you. Not educated enough, not wealthy enough, not, not enough time, all the things, okay? So I want you to just right there where you're sitting, with our sanctified imagination and in the presence of God, and with Holy Spirit's help, I want you to start taking off all of those question marks that have been Velcroed onto you or stuck onto you. Take them off, every single one, one at a time. One at a time. And now look at all the labels of I'm to this or I'm to that or I'm not this enough or whatever. Let the Holy Spirit reveal some of those to you right now. We're just going to take a second. And you can do this at home again later to go a little bit of deeper, if you will. But I want you to start taking those labels all off. So now we have a pile 
of these labels that have been stuck on us and all these question marks that have been stuck on us, just chuck them on the floor. Mm. Just put them on the floor. Mm. We can burn them later. And now, none of those are scratchy or poking you or uncomfortable or weighing you down. So now let's go back to the question that you have been holding in your mind. Mm. What is my next level yes? Mm. Amen. 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 Hmm. Um, just with, again, in this, your head bowed, your eyes closed. This is, wondered where this fit. So funny, it's supposed to be the beginning of what I had thought we would do this morning. But in Luke chapter 4, and just keep your heads bowed very much just listening to the Spirit. Jesus says this about the gospel. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What liberates people from poverty is not more money. That's right. It's the declaration that you are no longer poor. So this morning, right now, I'm speaking to whoever you might be or whoever we might be. You are not poor anymore. That's right. Wherever you came from, whatever your family history was, does not matter. Because the gospel, <laughs> the gospel, it says, yeah. amen, brings liberty to the poor. Well, what's liberty to a poor person? You ain't poor no more. Right. Amen. So you, I just need to hear whoever you might be. Because I just feel like there's some that are saying, yeah, Brad, your, your, your uh, deficiency, you have made it your poverty. Well, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough resources. We don't have enough time. I'm always working. Um, I got to just keep the wolves at bay. I got to keep going. I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. I got to just keep, keep broken in Jesus' yes. name right now. Amen. Amen. And if that's you, you just receive it by the Spirit of God. You are poor no more. Amen. Poor no more in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, sir. I, I, if you've been afraid of poverty, that just came up to me. If there's a, been a fear, because some people are, they, they're doing all right in the bank account, but it's because they're just stinking afraid of being poor. Amen. That's also poverty. You're free from that in Jesus' name. Amen. Why? Because he, he's wanting you to know so he can free up your soul in Jesus' name so that you can reprioritize your time and your calendar. Amen? Yes. So if that's just you today, just receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Say, thank you, Father, I receive that. Thank you, Lord. We are poor no more. Hallelujah. Because you have blessed us. We have found favor. It's not about if, it's about is. Amen. I know it's bad English, but say it with me. Say, I is blessed. I is blessed. <laughs> Amen. I is blessed. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Praise God.